听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您来到轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文学英语。今天让我们一起来听英国女侦探小说家阿加莎·克里斯蒂的一句话：中国古代诗歌经典《古诗十九首》当中的第七首《明月皎夜光》（Clear Moon, Brightly Shining in the Night）。最后，让我们一起来读美国作家丹尼·海特曼所写的一篇文章。I find plenty of news in old books. 旧书满新知。More to read. 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote. 习惯是很奇怪的东西，人们自己从来对它都浑然不觉。阿加莎·克里斯蒂。阿加莎·克里斯蒂是英国著名的女侦探小说家、剧作家，三大推理文学宗师之一，其代表作品有《东方快车谋杀案》。和尼罗河上的惨案等。阿加莎·克里斯蒂于1890年出生于英国德文郡的托尔奎，十六岁时到巴黎学习声乐，但文学的爱好使他最终放弃了走歌唱家的道路。1914年第一次世界大战期间，他参加了英国和红十字志愿队，从事救护工作。1920年发表《斯泰尔斯庄园奇案》。该书第一次出现了侦探波洛这个人物形象。1930年，阿加莎在《牧师家的谋杀案》中启用新的侦探形象，来自英国乡村的女侦探马普尔小姐。1956年，她获得不列颠帝国勋章和埃克塞特大学名誉文学博士学位。1971年，阿加莎·克里斯蒂又获得女爵士封号。他因创作侦探小说的成就，被吸收为英国皇家文学会的会员，后被英国女王授予“侦探女王”的桂冠。1973年，他完成了老年汤米和塔彭斯的故事《命运之门》后便搁笔。1975年，波洛系列最后一部小说《帷幕》出版。1976年1月12日，阿加莎·克里斯蒂在英国的沃林福特去世，享年85岁。Curious things, habits. People themselves never knew they had them. Agatha Christie. 习惯是很奇怪的东西，人们自己从来对它都浑然不觉。阿加莎·克里斯蒂。More to read. 闭上双眼，静静聆听。Poem of the day.
明月皎夜光，明月皎夜光，促织明冬碧。欲横指梦冬，众星何历历。白露沾野草，时节忽复意。秋蝉鸣树间，玄鸟是安是。昔我同门友，高举镇六合。不念携手好，弃我如一骑。南鸡北有斗，牵牛不负轭。梁无磐石故，虚名复何意？Swiftly changing, autumn locusts cry among the trees. Dark swallows, where did they go? Once we were students together. You soared on high, beating strong wings. No longer recalling the hand of friendship, you've left me behind, like a forgotten footprint. Southern. Winnow, dipper in the north, draught ox that will not bear a yoke. Truly, with no rock to underpin them, what good are empty names? Clear moon, brightly shining in the night. 出自中国古代诗歌经典《古诗十九首》，中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗读，英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读。《古诗十九首》是汉代文人创作的，并被南朝萧统选录编入文选的十九首诗的统称。是乐府古诗文人化的显著标志，深刻的再现了文人在汉末社会思想大转变时期追求的幻灭与沉沦，心灵的觉醒与痛苦，抒发了人生最基本、最普遍的几种情感和思绪。东汉末年，社会动荡，政治混乱，下层文士漂泊蹉跎，游宦无门，而古诗十九首就产生于这样的时代，表述着同类的境遇和感受。那么，关于《古诗十九首》的作者和时代有多种说法，《昭明文选·杂诗·古诗一十九首·题下注》曾视之甚明，并云古诗概不知作者
，金人综合考察古诗十九首所表现的情感倾向、所折射的社会生活情状以及他纯熟的艺术技巧，一般认为他并不是一时一人一地之作。他所产生的年代应当在东汉顺帝末到献帝前及汉末建安之前几十年间。古诗十九首是在汉代汉族民歌基础上发展起来的五言诗。其内容多写离愁别恨和彷徨失意，思想消极，情调低沉，但他的艺术成就却很高，长于抒情，善用事物来烘托，寓情于景，情景交融。我们今天听到的《明月皎夜光》是古诗十九首中的第七首。这首诗前半部分从描述秋夜之景入笔，书写诗人月下徘徊的哀伤之情。后半部分入木三分地刻画了同门好友一阔脸就变得卑劣之态，同时又表露了诗人不安世态炎凉的惊讶、悲愤和不平之情。全诗借景抒情，把失魂落魄的感叹、愤激、伤痛和悲哀，始终交织在秋夜的星光、月色等之中，情景交融。皎夜光，明月皎夜光，促织明东壁。欲横指梦东，众星何历历。白露沾野草，时节忽复意。秋蝉鸣树间，玄鸟是安是？惜我同门友。高举镇六合，不念携手好，弃我如遗迹。南鸡北有斗，牵牛不负轭。梁屋磐石故，虚名复何意？Shining in the night, clear moon, brightly shining in the night. Crickets chirring by eastern walls. The jade bar points to early winter. Crowding stars, how thick their ranks! White dew soaks the wild grasses. Cycle of the seasons, swiftly changing. Autumn locusts cry among the trees. Dark swallows, where did they go? Once we were students together. You soared on high, beating strong wings. No longer recalling the hand of friendship, you've left me behind, like a forgotten footprint. Southern winnow, dipper. In the north, draft ox that will not bear a yoke. Truly, with no rock to underpin them, what good are empty names?
to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 今天我要为大家选读一篇由美国作家丹尼海特曼所写的文章。I find plenty of news in old books. 旧书满新知。那么这篇文章的中文译者李小华来自青岛科技大学外国语学院，是英语世界杯翻译大赛的获奖者。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。I find plenty of news in old books by Danny Heitman. 旧书满新知，丹尼海特曼。When my wife and I hired some painters to freshen up several rooms of our home, one of the men who showed up was surprised by what he found. 家里有好几间屋子要刷新。我和妻子便雇了几位油漆工，其中一个一进门就为眼前的情景感到惊讶。This guy is old school, he whispered to his friend, pointing to the full bookshelves in our family study. There are books everywhere. 这家伙很老派，他指着书房里几个塞得满满的书架，小声对同伴说道：“到处都是书。” I am, I have to admit, an old-school reader with tastes that lean toward the antique. Put simply, I love old books, which puts me in the company of a long line of readers who often prefer them. 说实话，我还真是一个老派读者，品味偏向古旧之风。说白了，我喜好旧书，这把我。划到了爱看旧书的那一大群读者中了。I am not much taken by the new books, Michel de Montaigne declared in the 16th century. The old ones seem to have more meat and sinew. That quote is in the cheap vintage copy of his essays that I picked up in 1986, the start of my adventures in second-hand literature. 我不大喜欢新书。早在16世纪，米歇尔·德蒙田曾坦言，旧书里似乎干货更多。此话出自一本价格低廉的蒙田随笔精选，是我1986年淘来的。我从那时起就开始涉猎二手文学书籍。Alone in the new city to take my first daily newspaper job. I was feeling vaguely anxious as I dipped into a used bookstore to soothe my mind. The musty shelves, richly redolent of the past, quickly calmed me. One of the occupational hazards of journalism, my chosen profession, is an itch to stay on top of the next big thing. With their cracked spines and yellowed pages, the tattered titles in the shop usefully pointed me toward the longer view. No need to get too worked up over today's fad or headline. They seem to say, "There is not much new under the sun." 我独在异乡干起了第一份日报社的差事。一天，我感到一丝隐隐的焦虑。为了疏解心情，我钻进了一家旧书店。发霉的书架弥散着浓浓的旧时气息，让我很快平静下来。新闻工作我做起来得心应手，但做记者的有个职业病，就是想紧追新热点。店里破旧的书虽书籍开裂、书页泛黄，
却很有用，指引我着眼长远，好像在说：无需过分纠结于今天的风尚或头条，这世上没有多少新鲜事。The words I've found in the old books I've bought routinely prove the point. Montaigne's lament about overheated politics still rings true, as does his confession about overindulging his pets. I cannot refuse to romp with my dog, Montaigne tells us, even though he invites me at the most inopportune time. 我买来的旧书里能看到一些说辞，经常证明这一观点。蒙恬对过度关注政治的嗟叹，就像直言自己对宠物的过分娇惯那样，今天听上去仍然在理。我怎可忍心不陪我的狗玩呢？蒙恬说，即便他来找我玩，总不是时候。In my single years, stunned by the thought that just about everyone else was paired and happy. I bought a dog-eared paperback of Charles Lamb's writings from nearly two centuries ago, just to enjoy his eye-rolling essay, "A Bachelor's Complaint of the Behavior of Married People." Lamb didn't begrudge spouses their happiness, but he grumbled that they perked up in the faces of us single people so shamelessly. 在我单身的那些年，一想到别人都成双成对，幸福快乐，我就很痛苦。于是去买了一本查尔斯·兰姆的瓶装本文集，书旧的卷了脚，文章都是将近二百年前的。买这书就为好好读读那篇惹人不快的一个单身汉对于已婚男女言行无状的哀诉。兰姆并非嫉妒夫妻之间的幸福，他只是抱怨他们不害臊，在我们单身汉面前炫耀卖弄。These days. Despite twenty-seven years of happy, I hope not ostentatiously happy, marriage and two healthy grown children, I can still get a little down, like anyone who reads the news. My venerable volume of the grandly Elizabethan Francis Bacon's essays is always a ready antidote. Prosperity is not without many fears and distastes, Bacon wrote, and adversity not without many comforts and hope. 如今我有长达27年幸福的婚姻，当然我不是想显摆才说幸福的，还有两个健康长大的孩子。可是我还会感到些许不如意。所有读到这消息的人也跟我一样。辉煌的伊丽莎白时代大作家弗朗西斯·培根的那本随笔集是我的珍藏，到什么时候都是一剂现成的良药。幸运不乏恐惧与烦忧。培根写道：“厄运不乏慰藉与希望。For me, that comfort and hope often come from a second-hand book. Sometimes, what the previous owners have scribbled in the margins is at least as edifying as what the authors have to say.” 对于我，慰藉和希望大多源自二手书。有时，旧主人草草写在页边的注记。至少同作者的文字一样启迪人心。In my worn copy of Virginia Woolf's *A Room of One's Own*, an earlier reader had frequently penciled in "integrity" to describe Woolf's vision. With so many sentences annotated by applause, I felt that my own enthusiasm for the book had been affirmed.
在我那本读旧了的弗吉尼亚·沃尔夫的《一间自己的房间》里，以前有位读者在好多地方用铅笔写下了中肯来评价作者的见解。正因为书中的词句频频获赞，我感到自己对此书的喜爱得到了印证。My frayed edition of Joseph Addison's 18th-century essays has good written in lovely cursive near a paragraph in which. Addison argues that reading deeply from the past can be at least as instructive as following the day's news. Don't worry, he adds, about missing out on the latest gossip. All matters of fact which a man did not know before are news to him. He writes, regardless of when the facts were minted. That's reason enough, I guess, to pull Addison from the shelf again and give him another go. 我那本磨损的约瑟夫·爱迪生18世纪写的随笔集里，有一段话旁边用漂亮的草体写着“好”字。他说：“深度阅读过去的书，至少和关注时事一样有意义。”他还说：“不要因错过当下的闲言碎语而担心。”他这样写道：“一个人前所未闻的任何事实，对于他都是新鲜的。”不管这些事实何时付诸文字，我想这句话很有道理，足以让我们又从书架上抽出他的作品，再次品读。That's the thing about old books; their jackets might be stained and their chapters brittle, but at their best, they draw me in for the same reason they beckon other eyes before mine. They provide an opportunity. Within their weathered pages, to catch up on news that never fades. 旧书就是这样，护封污迹斑斑，内页脆弱易碎。但是旧书历久弥新，过去吸引了别人的目光，现在同样也让我着迷。旧书历经岁月风尘，但能给人以机会，以追求永不背时的新知。I find plenty of news in old books, by Danny Heitman. When my wife and I hired some painters to freshen up several rooms of our home, one of the men who showed up was surprised by what he found. This guy is old school, he whispered to his friend, pointing to the full bookshelves in our family study. There are books everywhere. I am, I have to admit, an old school reader. With tastes that lean toward the antique. Put simply, I love old books, which puts me in the company of a long line of readers who often prefer them. I am not much taken by the new books, Michel de Montaigne declared in the 16th century. The old ones seem to have more meat and sinew. That quote is in the cheap vintage copy of his essays that I picked up in 1986. The start of my adventures in second-hand literature. Alone in a new city to take my first daily newspaper job, I was feeling vaguely anxious as I dipped into a used bookstore to soothe my mind. The musty shelves, richly redolent of the past, quickly calmed me. 
One of the occupational hazards of journalism, my chosen profession, is an itch to stay on top of the next big thing. With their cracked spines and yellowed pages, the tattered titles in the shop usefully pointed me toward the longer view. No need to get too worked up over today's fad or headline. They seem to say, "There is not much new under the sun." The words I've found in the old books I've bought routinely prove the point. Montaigne's laments about overheated politics still ring true, as does his confession about overindulging his pets. I cannot refuse to romp with my dog, Montaigne tells us, even though he invites me at the most inopportune time. In my single years, stunned by the thought that just about everyone else was paired and happy. I bought a dog-eared paperback of Charles Lamb's writings from nearly two centuries ago, just to enjoy his eye-rolling essay, "A Bachelor's Complaint of the Behavior of Married People." Lamb didn't berate spouses their happiness, but he grumbled that they perked up in the faces of us single people so shamelessly. These days. Despite twenty-seven years of happy, I hope not ostentatiously happy, marriage and two healthy grown children, I can still get a little down, like anyone who reads the news. My venerable volume of the grandly Elizabethan Francis Bacon's essays is always a ready antidote. Prosperity is not without many fears and distastes, Bacon wrote, and adversity not without many comforts and hope. For me, that comfort and hope often come from a second-hand book. Sometimes, what the previous owners have scribbled in the margins is at least as edifying as what the authors have to say. In my worn copy of Virginia Woolf's *A Room of One's Own*, an earlier reader had frequently penciled in "integrity" to describe Woolf's vision. With so many sentences annotated by applause. I felt that my own enthusiasm for the book had been affirmed. My frayed edition of Joseph Addison's 18th-century essays has good written in lovely cursive near a paragraph in which Addison argues that reading deeply from the past can be at least as instructive as following the day's news. Don't worry, he adds, about missing out on the latest gossip. All matters of fact. Which a man did not know before, are news to him. He writes, regardless of when the facts were minted. That's reason enough, I guess, to pull Addison from the shelf again and give him another go. That's the thing about old books: their jackets might be stained and their chapters brittle, but at their best, they draw me in for the same reason they beckoned other eyes before mine. They provide an opportunity within their weathered pages to catch up on news that never fades. Thank you for listening to today's reading program. You can also through Yuanting app listen to daily reading and other easy 并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿。
，我是沈听，我们明天见。